but I don't know if I fully trust it. Like, do they really have that much silver on hand? You know what I mean? <laughs> I about that. In yeah. some ways, yeah. It's- hey, it's Walter here, and you're at the Think Profit Podcast, where we're going to help you develop a rock-solid trading confidence and avoid the potentially endless cycle of system switching. Right, Hugh? That's right. We're going to help you develop a wealth mindset, develop a trading strategy that fits your core personality, and help you overcome the obstacles that stop over 90% of traders. All right, Hugh, sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, Walter, uh, each market has its own psychology, and we talked about cryptos before, but uh, what do you think about like precious metals, the gold and silver markets? What kind of psychology do you see in those markets, if you see any? Uh, manipulation? <laughs> no, <I don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, pretty much, yeah. I mean, there's the, some weirdness, obviously, there. So I, I don't know. I think some of these things may change in the future, but it's interesting because a lot of people you know, in like things like gold, you know, or silver, a lot of people talk about how, what the demand is. So for gold, for example, in there's like the wedding season in India and people always get gold for their wedding gifts. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, when everyone gets married, the price of gold goes up, you know, because everyone's getting married in September or whatever. So like people talk about these fundamentals and, uh, or they talk about how silver is used in industry and that um, the demand for, for silver in industry has been going up. And is expected to go up even more over the next 10 years. And that they're, you know, it's kind of squeezing the amount of silver that'll be available, you know, just for investors or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. so like there's a lot of funny mentals involved in that. And with the way that the, they they set the closing price for gold and all that, like there's a lot of weirdness, I guess. What I find fascinating is that there are places like there are cryptos where you can buy like the coin, and that mm-hmm. coin can be you know, exchange for actual silver mm-hmm. so that, you know, that's kind of interesting to me. I don't know if I fully trust it. Like, do they really have that much silver on hand? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know about that. In yeah. some ways, yeah, it's kind of like the bank, you know, <laughs> the bank has your money, but they've loaned it out 10 times. So, you know, <laughs> I'm like, are yeah. you really going to get your money? If everyone goes in and wants their money back at the same time, there's a problem there. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, part of me is kind of wondering if if they're just banking on people not cashing it in or whatever. And there's certain limits, I think. On some of those coins, you have to have a certain amount before you can cash it in for mm. you know, an ounce of silver or 10 ounces of silver, whatever it is. I just find it interesting that like in the metals markets, there's a lot of strings attached, you know, because mm. there's different types of silver too that can be used in this, but not in that. And so, yeah. And like, I'll, I'll give you an example. So, so my, I had a friend, he was with uh, De Beers, the diamond mm. company. Right. And he said, he said, like, that's a, that is a manipulated market. That's the hugest. Yeah. Biggest. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was, he was a currency trader for De Beers. And he said that every year they would send out, let's say you were like uh, Tiffany's or whatever in Europe. Okay. Like you were the head of, you know, you were the Tiffany's Europe guy. Okay. So De Beers would go, you know, to Tiffany's and say, okay, this is what we've got do you want it? <laughs> you know what I mean? They would say, okay, we've got, you know, this amount of, I don't even know how, like, I don't think it would be in the tons. I don't know how, but we have this many diamonds and, you know, this is the price and do you want them? Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you didn't say yes to them, then obviously in future years, they're going to give you like the scraps or whatever. You, you know what I mean? Like according to him, okay, this is all, you know, secondhand, but according to him, he was like, you were forced to basically, acquiesce to their like they they would basically give you your annual order <laughs> they would say this is this is what we have for europe this is what we have for you guys 
we have this many this is the price blah 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 do you want it you know what i mean like it's just you know so it's just crazy yeah yeah but anyway i think of the metals as you know the metals is maybe not that bad but there's a lot of weirdness going on for sure yeah for sure i mean like if you look at any of the fundamentals in in the metals it never adds up like there should be more demand there should the you know dollar's not doing so well there should be more demand and it never happens in the market so the long-term view of that in my opinion not not advice but it's just to you know stack some up and have it on the side somewhere and uh you know buy buy when it hits the, the support levels and that's the best you can do otherwise uh every time somebody says oh it's gonna go up it's gonna go up, it's gonna go up and it, it never does it just goes sideways or it even goes down so yeah it is tough to, yeah tough to play, exactly play yeah that's exactly right yeah you know it's fascinating um like in, in the metals, it's like people forget because like we're at the point now in our generations like that we're, we're at a point now where a lot of people that are alive today, they never knew money that was actually backed by mm. by something, by metals. Mm. Like, like you, you know, in the old days, you used to like be able to take your money in to the bank and you give them the money and then they give you the silver, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that's, that's how it worked, right? Like because the money was worth kind of like these cryptos are like reinventing like redoing this it's the same idea you have this many this many coins that's worth so many ounces in silver you want to cash them in you can that's how it used to be like money was actually backed by something and it's it's weird it's kind of like what i said about before the gfc you know there was a whole generation of people that never had lived through any sort of economic turmoil and then the GFC happened, right? Yeah. Like it was at that point where it was like that generation it was only after 2008 that they actually knew anything that was terrible. Like there was a bad economic, like it was always just straight up. I mean, think about it. If you're born in the 80s and then you have the dot com boom in the 90s and then it's just like a straight line. The stock market was pretty much on a tear in the 80s, except for the crash in 87, right? So if you're born in 87, you could have been like 20 years old, essentially, before you saw any kind of a real, you know, market impact. It's just kind of interesting. And the same thing with this, the, you know, with we're talking about metals, you could be alive today and never have known money that was worth anything, like that mm -hmm. was actually backed by anything. Yeah. And then we're at that stage now, which is fascinating to me. Yeah, it is. Do you think the manipulation is mostly because of the paper markets? Or yeah, I don't through know. The paper markets? Yeah, I think so. I think that's, I think like people who know more about it than I do, mm. that's what they say, right? Mm. They say that there's like a bifurcated market. There's like the real metals market, like if you want to buy metals. And then there's the paper market where it's like, you know, mm. you, you, you're, you're quote buying gold or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think, I think so. And, and, you know, people will say that the paper markets are manipulated so that, you know, the powers can actually go and buy the actual metal cheap, right? Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. And they say the same thing about cryptos. I mean, there's always been the, you know, there's always been the, the market manipulation boogeyman. Like we're always talking about that in the markets, right? It's like, mm -hmm. but I mean, then you have these things that come up like the LIBOR scandal and all this stuff. Like these things come up and people are like, well, hang on, maybe there is something weird going on, right? Or, yeah. or all these uh, politicians who, who have these amazing portfolios. Like why would they want to, remain politicians when they're so good at picking stocks, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a conclusion I came to, to also. I think the paper market probably has something to do with it. I don't know if it's the entire story, but I think uh, going forward, like stuff like Bitcoin that has, is going to have futures and options and ETFs or whatever, I think is going to be kind of fall in that basket too. Like it might be somewhat manipulated.
Yeah, that's right. Cool. Thanks, Walter. Thanks. All information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not trading or investment advice.